0: And welcome folks to episode 17 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast that discusses all things Dice Masters in our fine island of Blighty. I'm Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. A.k.a. Albert J. Rockingham. (laughs) Another American legend today. How you doing? I'm Albert J. Rockingham. (laughs) Do, do you own lots of property and many failed businesses, Albert? <laughs> well, I would never call them fails. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today, Andy? you okay? I'm really good. I love my friend Tony. I look forward to hearing about him later. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Tony that everyone talks about? It's on later. Yeah, oh, yeah he, he's sat in the wings waiting right now. He's on hold. This um, week with Weeklands. uh, we'll get you get to you in a minute Anthony yeah how are you doing today Andrew I am very well mate how are you yes I'm very well thank you very much I'm very well indeed I'm a little tired we're recording quite late for us this evening it is quite late isn't it yeah but you know needs must as the travel drives there are reasons but we'll get into them
1: later (laughs) next episode
0: Uh, yes, it will be the next episode, so yeah, the reason we're recording so late is because we've been recording some other content for next the next episode, absolutely. So episode 17, aren't we doing well? We're only three episodes away from our 20th episode.
1: Wow, who would have thought that, eh?
0: Who would have thought that, yeah. See, that's it, sustainability, consistency, that's what we bring, that's what we bring.
1: Not quality, though.
0: No, not quality, and certainly not professionalism. <laughs> 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 yeah man what have you been up to this week
1: um i think about what game we had some games did we have some games last week we did we did didn't we oh yeah 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 we're, uh, oh. so we're getting closer to nationals and there's a few rumors we'll talk about later about uk nationals so we're starting to up the ante and uh up the ante (laughs) up the ante and try out a few more meta heavy top tier teams and against them and are you were playing the your team i was trying a nice little combo that we're going to try out a little bit more uh with the tabaxi rogue that i mentioned last episode that was going to try actually we mentioned it didn't we when we were recording that i was going to try it afterwards so it's tabaxi rogue where you pay two and you both have to draw a ba- bag out of your dice uh draw a, d- a dice out of your bag <laughs> um to try and play about with your opponent's bag management but i coupled that with the basic action banishment where your opponent has to move a dice from their prep area to the used pile so the thinking behind it is to mack up the first kind of two-turn anti cube purchase and get them in turn three. Uh, so if they're going the resurrection route, so you you buy your dice and then turn two, you resurrect before the your, your used energy go into the used pile, so they're in transition, so that you're knocking the, the two dice you purchased through for next turn through your bag then you can muck that up with the, the two energy so they draw a dice out, so it mucks up their bag management for turn three. If they go for the Rip... I nearly said Rip Thunderstone. Uh, rip Hunter's Short <laughs>
0: The Rip Thunderstone Global. <laughs> yes! If they're going
1: to go to, uh, to Thunderstone, a dice into to prep, then you can use Banishment to move it back to used again. So you can buy the Banishment turn one, which is only a two cost, and then you've got the option of trying to roll it on action to move the... The rip dice back into used, or you can use the two energy, both to prep a die and muck up, trying to uh, get both dice out turn two. And it had a bit of success, didn't it? It, it needs some work. It yeah. definitely needs some work.
0: Yeah, it is. So it's that usual thing when you go for. Uh, defensive mechanisms straight out the gate there. It, it was that whole kind of thing of you weren't spending any time on your own win condition, you were firefighting against me, like, aggressively going for my win condition. It certainly did give me some tough decisions or uh, freak out my buying orders a bit. Messed with my... I was using Kryptonites and the cube, <laughs> obviously, as part of the the key combo, and it, it sort of played, messed around with my, a bit of my ripping stuff in, and so... What do I buy, and do I just buy it and put it in use, and then try and churn my bag to get it quicker, and all that kind of stuff? But I think there's, yeah, there's a little bit of something else that, that it needs. But it was certainly an interesting idea that slowed me down quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I quite like it. I'm going to try try it out a bit more because it is only a two cost action die purchase first turn. So there, you can rip it in if they've got rip first turn, uh, and you can still start building up your own of dice for your win on the next turn I think there's something in it It just needs a bit of practice about 100 games action mm. to get it swinging nicely
0: sure sure uh, but wow it didn't, didn't take you very long there mate to get uh, hot and heavy on the Dice Masters chat <laughs> didn't it just yeah. yeah
1: but other than that I've not been doing a lot I'm on quite a lot of painkillers so probably not going to make a lot of sense so uh...
0: um, Well.
1: more than normal maybe
0: yeah I was about to say we'll see if the audience <laughs> Perceives any difference there. <laughs> speaking speaking of Rick Thunderstone, that that would have. um So what one thing that has happened to us since the last episode is our man Matthew Jourdain. Jourdain, I can't. Um, that will be Canadian French, won't it? From the DM North website, did us the great honor. Uh, unexpectedly co- expectedly, completely out of the blue did us the great honour of making some Ministry of Dice custom made cards that he then shared on the Dice Masters Unlimited Facebook group uh, so I, I, uh, I got up the other morning and was kind of bimbling around getting ready to work and then when I finally got around to checking my phone there was a message from your good self saying have you seen what's on Dice Masters Unlimited go check that out and they were tremendous, there was a true Mr. Six card there was a, an Andy England card and then another one Um uh, perhaps maybe we need a rip Thunderstone, <laughs> but go, go check those out, folks. They they were they they gave me tremendous laugh and we we were very grateful to to Matt there for yeah. uh, for his efforts. Uh, yeah, just fantastic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Clearly, a lot of thought had gone into them. And also, did you notice that just talking about custom sets, there was a uh, a Super Mario set knocking around that somebody had created. I forget, and I haven't got i haven't got it i didn't load it already but yeah someone uh, go check that one out as well someone's created a custom super mario set which is really impressive as well it's the amount of thought and effort that the, these kind of labors of love that people put into it i just think are, are amazing but i was especially pleased to receive a, a fan built version of ours
1: yeah they're very cool thank you very much matt it's uh yeah it was it, brilliant
0: yeah, absolutely amazing. So that's one thing that uh, happened to us over the last couple of weeks. I obviously played yourself. Uh, I've done a couple of theme nights down at the FLGS. We did a, a single set, so all, all your team and your basic actions had to be from the same expansion. And then we did Battle of the Titans, which is all your core team, your eight core team, had to be five purchase cost or higher for a bit of fun and keep an eye on on the blog folks actually because I'm part way through writing up the team build of the team that I made for that Battle of the Titans one if you're interested to see a five plus cost team come together and some of the thought process I went through there so that was some good Dice Masters action and then I've been teaching my little girls some new games so we've been playing Takenoko Past the Pandas and another another daft game that I picked up called Cobra Paws
1: Cobra Paws, that sounds cool
0: yeah, it's um. Have you ever played spoons?
1: What as it? What as in musically?
0: No, the the uh, card game spoons.
1: Uh, no.
0: Why is? I don't. That's. It's a legitimate question. No, no. I was
1: I was just laughing. I was just thinking of people playing spoons. It's quite funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so spoons, you. Is that a northern thing? Playing <laughs> the spoons? Or is it more like Londony I... pearly king and queen type thing? Uh.
0: I honestly don't know. I think it's like a mu. It was like a music hall kind of tradition, wasn't it? Yeah, is it? Was it British?
1: Or is it like there are people over the world playing spoons?
0: I don't know. I think there are people who play the spoons around the world. I'm just googling it now. Anyway, play, so the game spoons.
1: Okay, it, the game spoons.
0: The game spoons. So you you have a, a number of spoons that are one less than the number of players that you have. You then take a normal deck of cards and get in enough batches of four to match the number of players. You shuffle them up and you pass a card to, the, to your left very quick fire every turn uh, until somebody has a complete set of four. The moment you get your complete set of four, that allows you then to take a spoon from the centre of the table. And the aim of the game is to try and take the spoon and not be noticed taking a spoon. The minute someone grabs a spoon and is noticed to take, taking a spoon, every, it's fair game then. Everyone can go for it. And whoever ends the round without a spoon is out. Ooh. Yeah, it's very frantic. It's a good kind of, you know, after you've had a few bevies kind of kind of game. Uh, quite a frantic one. Now, Cobra Paws reminds me of that. That's the reason why I bring it up. You roll two dice. The dice have symbols on them. And you have a selection of tiles, uh, kind of like dominoes, with two symbols on each tile. And it's then a race for someone to grab the corresponding tile to the dice that you've just rolled and it's the first person to six i think it is so it's just again a very frantic high energy filler game that just works great with the kids because there's there's not a lot of text the rules aren't particularly complicated although it does cause disagreements but we'll get there anyway. Past the pandas, yeah, very good. Takinoko as well. Uh clearly a panda theme there. That's my little girl's panda madness uh, coming into play. So yeah, I've done some some non dice masters gaming as well, which is which is all very good. Um so yeah, pretty pretty active week and then as of the time this episode goes out next Monday, I'll have played in a casual Star Wars LCG event as well. Still going. I thought they'd pack that all in now. Well, you know, FFG, there's one more, I think there's one more pack to be released to complete the current series of Force packs. So that that's not actually come out yet. Uh, and that last pack will then mark the end. Uh, they're doing a Nationals, a Europeans and a Worlds. Europeans is at the Games Expo this year, which we'll, we'll talk about the Games Expo a little bit more in a moment. I'm not sure where the national. I think the Nationals has been, actually. It was in Liverpool. So, I don't really play much at that level, if I'm being honest. It's much more of a casual game for me, because I'm just not very good at it. Um, mind you, I'm not very good at Dice Masters. I still try and plough that field, don't I? So, uh, But, yeah, it's a complete game, you know, in, in its own right. Even if FFG aren't going to be publishing any more cards, there's still... It's still a complete game and because of the force pack system and i've been picking the force packs up as as they've come out over the years i've got a complete set so what we've decided to do the little play group that i play with down at my flgs which is element games we we're, we're taking a little bit of a, a leaf out of the dice masters book actually and, and doing some themes events for the next couple of get-togethers so cool. tomorrow that's thursday is we're doing tatooine theme so we're doing kind of New Hope and jabbery kind of stuff and, you know, Jabber's Palace kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Nimi nimi wonga. Jabber the wonga. <laughs> <laughs> because he's holding a thermal detonator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? When did we go to the Wizard of Oz? That was Sarlacc. Uh, not Sarlacc. Um, what's the little dude that sits on his thing? That was the Wicked Witch of the West, mate. (laughs) All right. Well, we can talk about the Wizard of Oz, too. (laughs) So, yeah, Tatooine theme. We're doing, yeah, Jabba's Palace type stuff. Uh, Early Luke, you know, on Tatooine, Jawas, Tusken Raiders, Banthas, all that kind of stuff. So, taking a bit of a leaf out of the Dice Master's. Kind of format the way we play and, yeah. our, and our run Dice Masters there to br- bring a bit of life to it and hopefully give the game a little bit more longevity, even despite the fact that FFG have packed it in.
1: Cool. That sounds like a good idea. I, I had a, a nice weekend last weekend. My six-year-old daughter turned around and went, can we play Dice Masters? And oh, I hey! Was like, oh, oh, hello? And I've not pushed it with either of my kids, but she's dead set that she wanted to play some Dice Masters, so we grabbed the Turtles box because it had all the has all the sidekick dice and cards and bits without having to rummage through a collector's box for some different ones. Put some cards out. We didn't. We ignored all the, the game text, so we just literally did the, the math, so buying the, the dice and fielding them and then the attack and defense. We just used the four cards and no basic action, so it was very much dumbed down because she, yeah, she's only six, and to be fair she can't really read, so card abilities was out of the question. Sure. Uh, but she loved it. She loved it. So right. I might have a 2027 dice masters national champion in that in the house
0: great news yeah that's yeah, very great. exciting stuff well get that training going now mate well, my kids are kind of are quite keen to give it a go but they're, they're not ready yet i don't think they're not quite ready yet so uh, yeah that'll be good man we'll be rocking up family units keeping the game alive in the years to come
1: yeah
0: So just very quickly, a little tangent for you, mate. Many ancient cultures played spoons. Ancient Egyptians, (laughs) Greeks and Romans (laughs) all played spoons and a variation of of the spoon called the rattle bones or rhythm bones. Rhythm bones were essentially a pair or set of three bones, usually sheep or cattle bones, placed in the hand parallel to the palm with the convex sides facing each other.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, During the Crusades, when the armies were marching, the clicking of the bones and the spoons meant to the enemy that the pagans were coming hmm. how
1: interesting, it's, interesting. I mean, it's funny that you look that up because I was thinking that spoons playing is a place in music throughout different regions of the world and especially in Europe in Great Britain the spoons are often played accompanied a fiddle during traditional music British actor Sylvester McCoy who is well known for playing the 7th incarnation of Doctor Who was an excellent, excellent spoon, spoon player,
0: player. Aside from playing spoons on Doctor <laughs> Who, he, he played spoons during his role as King Lear.
1: How did you do? That? Yeah, we we found the yeah found That's the cool. same website right there.
0: Yeah, notable spoon players are artist The Spoon Man, Sam Spoons, Deb Spoons Perry, Joe May, and Trang Quang Huy. Oh, he he must listen. Uh, I think he probably does. Yeah, there you go. See, we're we're so educational and informative. So going back to the UK Games Expo, uh, rumours are that the UK Nationals are going to be taking place at at the Games Expo. There was a a little kind of tentative spoilery, teasery post made on Facebook about a week or two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, a couple of weeks by the time this comes out.
0: Yeah, but no no actual confirmation as of yet, which is lovely and convenient uh, for those of us who are looking to arrange accommodation and travel. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah good luck getting a hotel around there now
0: yeah well so i go to the games expo every year i actually bought mine well this is i suppose indicative of the whole issue here uh, and i know that <laughs> there are uh, similar situations going on in other parts of the world uh, around this this issue of holding major events at conventions and stuff which i'm not going to dive net deep into now but i booked my hotel place for the uk games expo on the day after last year's Games Expo finished.
1: That was clever, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I've had that reservation for nearly a year now, you know, and I would be surprised if I was the only person who booked it in advance, because it's always the first weekend of June. What
1: happens if it wasn't?
0: Well, so, hotel bookings, you can cancel them, mate, up to four o'clock on the day of the booking. Good point. So... So it's no skin off my nose if, if they end up moving it, you know. So yeah, I was I bought mine well in advance, and I'm sure many other people do that too. So yeah, we could really do with that confirmation, folks. If you're listening, Justin, if you could give Dave a ring and tell him to and the, and the guys over at Asmodee to pull their finger out, that'd be tremendous. But um, reading between the lines,
1: I'm pretty sure there going to be because the post was he was waiting for UK Games Expo guys to put the events onto their website. So. That suggests to me that we are pretty much guaranteed that Nationals are at the UK Games Expo. And we're just literally waiting for someone to, to do a bit of data entry and put it up on their website. So it's on.
0: It's on, yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll be talking a little bit more about our preparations for Nationals. Uh, you, you're obviously clearly uh, qualified already, my man. Oh, yeah. I believe, it's certainly my hope, that there's going to be some qualification events leading up to the final on the Sunday if they're following the same format they've done at previous, previous kind of Dice Masters Nationals weekends. Um, so I I need to try and pull a qualification out of the bag.
1: Yeah. Well, there's only four people qualified at the moment. Five people, no, five, five qualified. So if if there isn't any more qualifications, it's not going to be that long, is it?
0: No, sure. Well, I think they will do two qualification events. It'll be a question of whether they do a constructed and a draft, or whether they're both constructed. Uh, are they golden or are they modern? You know, the, those kind of things. We need some detail yeah. of that nature as well. My preference would be a constructed on the Saturday and a draft on the Friday, because I probably wouldn't play the draft, because uh, I want a day to do the, the actual exhibition hall you know and go check out the expo itself and i prefer the friday because it's just generally a bit quieter um so i'd uh, my preference justin dave alec would be to put the draft on the friday so i can skip the draft do some expo on the friday when it's quieter and then come and do some constructed and try and qualify on the saturday on const- constructed if you could do me a solid there guys that'd be great
1: yeah or well, we could just tell people that's what it is and then they'll, they'll have to go with it
0: well to be fair I'm getting Facebook messages all the while the uh, just if people are listening I, I have no official connection to to Esdevium, WizKids, Whizkids, or any of that stuff even though <laughs> even though I, I pestle them to death you know'
1: a oh, so people
0: have been asking you if, when it is and stuff yeah yeah, yeah.
1: why has no one asked me
0: well as Ben said, Oh no, that wasn't on the recording, was it? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that that bit never made the final edit. We'll skip over that. <laughs> so that's the yeah, that's the UK Games Expo. And in other news, just keeping keeping the pace up, there was some. Uh, speaking of conventions, I think it's the Gamma. Is it Gamma? G M G A M A It's taking place this week, uh, I don't even know what that stands for. And there's been some Dice Masters spoilers just there. has there, been, This last yeah. day or two, yeah. Which looked pretty interesting from the, well, the, the Justice the Justice League set, um, team box and team packs. that No game text but just the images there. There appears to be a Plastic Man, a Parasite, an Elastigirl, and a Toy Man there, so that's interesting to see. Plastic Man, long overdue as a card, I believe. But there was some game text on the um the avengers infinity cards and the defenders team pack that they uh, that they showed and there's some interesting stuff in there some swarm some infiltrate um some fabricate uh, there's an, a tune on a wasp on a marvel character that's quite interesting to see
1: yeah that looks pretty brutal
0: yeah i also noticed that uh if we look at uh, I, I mean it's proper one of those of a photograph of a powerpoint presentation from 10 feet away kind of thing so the quality of the images uh, and a lot of the game text aren't all that clear but doing my best squint and zoom i noticed Ar- Ar- armin zola has got okay uh, he comes back to the field if you if you pay an energy when he's ko'd uh, and he's got a little clarification text on his card that says this does not trigger any when KO'd effects, which I thought was just like an interesting little uh, mm-hmm. a little thing, because I know that that was a kind of ruling of debate some while ago. So, if you're on Facebook, then head on over to the Dice Masters Unlimited page um, and, and chat those down if you're interested. They will probably, I'd be surprised if they don't turn up on Dice Coalition and DM North in the next couple of days, in any case. Or, or even, actually, WizKids have a habit of following up with higher res images a couple of days after we've yeah. done an announcement. Anyway, so a few a few spoilers dripping through that will be interesting there.
1: Who was that character you said? Was it Golgan Zola?
0: Arnin Zola. Uh,
1: he played for Chelsea.
0: Right. Okay. Was he a good player? Zola?
1: Hmm. I'm thinking of Zola Buds.
0: Only you know what you're thinking right now, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're seeing the, I think we're seeing the effects of those pills. You've seen the films. He's in, he's in the movie. It's Toby Jones plays him in the, you know, Toby Jones. No. Spider Man. You, you, you'd you know Toby, no, you, you'd know Toby Jones if you saw him in loads of stuff. He was uh, Captain Mannering in the Dad's Army remake. Oh, I've not seen that one goodness sake. He, he's in that comedy, the one with Mackenzie Crook with the uh, the, the metal detector guys on the beach. The detectorists.
1: Is DC character?
0: It's a Marvel character. No, I'm, I don't know it. It was one of the Avengers movies. or oh, Civil War maybe. I don't remember which one. He worked for the Red Skull. He was a face on a screen when he reappeared later on.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. The that, computer
0: that then blew up. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Hashtag spoiler alert.
1: If <laughs> they've not seen Captain America, what was it, the second one?
0: Civil, Civil War. Is there someone Civil the door- War. Is that your doorbell?
1: No, it was my watch. Um, then, then, then they shouldn't be listening to us, really.
0: No, I suppose not. I suppose not. Only people
1: with good, solid comic book knowledge can listen to this podcast
0: just Uh, like me just like you yeah absolutely mate really looking forward to that
1: uh, Gorgonzola computer face card that sounds really exciting
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's going to be game changing right should we tell the folks a little bit about what we've got lined up for this episode yeah I think so I've got to tell you man I'm so confused we're recording stuff so out of sequence at the minute I'm not even sure I know what's going in this episode so is this are we planning on (laughs) this is the unsung heroes segment we've got lined up for today is it it is it's a cracker yes absolutely so we we will explain that one when it comes to it but uh unsung heroes we're looking at some cards that maybe aren't given the attention we feel they deserve and then oh you've been q branching you've, you've got a quiz just for me this week i
1: do i do going old school
0: yeah looking forward to that so uh hopefully everyone listening will will have a bit of fun playing along with that too and that that's about it isn't it we've got some a couple of no people. don't forget tony Oh, and of course, let's not forget Tony. Yes, we've got a special guest for everyone this week. Tony's coming on. He's a a very well-known player out of Detroit who's got some some fascinating insights as to what's been going on with the game this uh, last couple of months. And Tony's coming along to have a bit of a chat with us about some of those insights to tell us a bit about his scene in Detroit. So, yeah, once again, a jam-packed episode full of some very exciting content or, at the very least, full of some British Rambling content like what you've just listened to. In it. In it. On with the show. Welcome back, folks. And for this next segment, we'd like to have a little bit of a conversation about a few cards that have caught our eye. And why have these cards caught our eye, Andy?
1: Well, we're looking at some unsung heroes, some cards that are good, but they've got other versions which are better, overshadowed by their better-looking brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of reasons why we are looking to talk about this today and we'll explain those as we go along, but uh, yeah, there'll be another rarity of that card that perhaps is a little bit more wow factor about it and therefore has perhaps meant that we've all passed by another version that actually might have its place in the game, um, which I think is an interesting conversation for us to have. And the cards that we've picked are all ones that, well, we've got a specific reason. Either they've been used against us recently, <laughs> or we've been experimenting with them just to see if there's something else going on. It might be just be the little ingredient to change up a team you've been playing around with yeah so where are we going to begin andy which one do you want to start with of our little shortlist
1: let's start with your favorite lady of marvel shriek
0: <laughs> yes shriek indeed but we're not talking about shriek sonic beam which everybody seems to have fallen in love with except me no we are here today to talk about shriek dark empathy she um uh, yeah so she's a four cost bolt shall i do the game text Go on, do it, yeah. Yeah, so she says, when fielded, ignore all text on opposing character cards, including global abilities, until the end of the turn. Now, that's pretty incredible, isn't it?
1: (laughs) It's good, it's good. It's the version that they pimped up when they released the pictures of it, on the fan appreciation. It was was, uh, prismatic spray with legs. And everyone was talking about it, and then everyone saw Sonic Beam and and forgot about Dark Empathy, because Sonic Beam is is pretty brutal and we've spoken about that in the past but there are ways of using dark empathy for massive effects which uh, i've experienced firsthand against you mate
0: you have yeah absolutely so everybody knows that i think the three cost shriek is completely unbalanced and insane but I've, i've loosened up my principles a little bit for shriek dark empathy and been playing around with her a little bit so anyone who plays me around these parts will know that i've been experimenting with nobby quite a bit and i was finding recently particularly that just the broad range of well, there was one specific match that I was in where my opponent had a bishop and a ronin uh, out in the field, and I just couldn't, uh, it was just too too much, and I didn't have the control of my own to take both of them out, and it just, it just became a very frustrating match for me, trying to figure out a way to chess around these two pieces. And I, I, she just leapt into my sphere, I think, did you even mention it to me or something? I can't even remember how she hit my radar. And she was just the solution to all my problems because she can hit the table and blank everything. Oh, i tell you what else has been going on. You and your Mimic Ramp as well.
1: There's nothing wrong with me and my Mimic Ramp. <laughs>
0: There's everything wrong with you and your Mimic Ramp. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing about your Mimic Ramp is the bag burn that gives me a head start. But uh, yes, yeah, so, so in a turn uh, I've got my, uh, my Nobby list. Uh, I, so I've taken to buying my Nobbies and not collecting him in. And actually collecting in a Shriek at an opportune moment to blank any Bishops and Ronins and SPDRs that have all been hanging around at the other side of the field lately so that I can get my direct damage through. But it also has the nice advantage of doing things like blanking a Mimic and a Professor X. Uh, oh no, is it Active? No, all character cards. So your opponent can't you know spring in a um a sidekick to kick their ramp off in your turn and all that kind of stuff and it, 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 she's just proven to be like an odd little boon
1: yeah no it's good because i i remember shrieking your knobby mm. uh, because that's your wink on bishop was out and uh, i'm sure i had something else out as well doing some uh it might have been blob blob maybe yeah uh... blob out as well and yeah so with uh what was it two NG bolt and another one yep you collected in shriek, dark empathy, yeah. and everything became null and void. And all yeah. the defensive layers that had been like brought in, and I thought I was quite smug at the time with uh, everything set up, but it didn't make a difference. And then Nobby came in, did the damage, and uh, that was it done. Yep,
0: yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, so I, I think she's a little gem actually. Everyone's focused on the shriek that can hit one card, and it's at a three cost. She's obviously. You know, uh, that uh, a better early purchase because you can, can, you can rip on the chalkboard or in and things. I've actually found that just blanking everything on the other side of the table <laughs> seems to be the solution because we are seeing lots of, like you say, a shriek, a blob, a bishop, an SPDR. Uh, they are three I can think of, uh, four I can think of right off the top of my head that I think we'll see a lot of. Uh, she is still so, somewhat vulnerable to the likes of Wonder Woman and Madam Mask, the when fielded blockers. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, but she, yeah, she can certainly be handy in a in a fix, and um, because she, that uh, again, it's just that that area of effect is is much more potent, I believe. So if you're looking to set up, bringing something into the field and making a big move, I actually think she's the better card and the better dice, and sure. at a four cost, a little bit more reasonably balanced as well.
1: Yeah, she's pretty decent on your opponent's turn as well, because you could throw in with the collector uh, when they're getting set up before their attack steps. If you've got someone trying to wade in with a load of Overcrushing nasties suddenly they're not going to be overcrushing over they're just going to be lumps that you can block
0: yeah and again mm. i think I've, i may have even pulled that type of shenanigans before or foot ninjas that are about to get insect plagued into your face you know things like yeah,
1: that does she do all um character cards character cards
0: yeah so you can't uh, anything that's an action or a basic action that's getting in your way that's a non-starter i think she's actually a more potent character that's being overlooked because we've all kind of i say we all
1: Maybe not yourself.
0: Yeah, but many people have fallen in love with the three-cost shriek. Yeah, so one to think about, folks. One to think about. Uh, Okay, cool. Who's next on our list then, Andy?
1: Who's next? Uh, Well, I wanted to talk a bit bit about the uncommon dwarf wizard.
0: Oh yeah, sure. Do you want me to do the game text quickly? Yeah, yeah, do it. Okay, so he's a three-cost bolt. Um, He's got some Dungeons and Dragons affiliation symbol things that I (laughs) I don't know what they mean. I think the halo's good, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think the halo's good. I don't know what the harp is.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the harp is. And then the the hammer and sickle, um, he can be equipped. He he has experience, uh, and his game text reads, While active, when you use an action die, the dwarf wizard gets plus two, plus two, until the end of turn. Do you want to explain why this one's caught your eye?
1: Yeah, I I experienced this uh, against uh, Dan Lloyd that we've spoken about before, and and he used it to great effect along with a Ultraman team, because you are firing at least one Kryptonite and four basic actions, and you can tailor those basic actions to help your now plus 10 Dwarf Wizard. So if you've got... Is it Cone of Cold that makes them unblockable? Uh, Yes. Yes, if you've got Cone of Cold or
0: if you've got... uh,
1: uh, the um, new anger issues that I never remember the name of then you're either coming in with some unblockable heavy dwarf damage or some over crushing uh, dwarf wizard damage and he's 10 if you've got uh, superhero registration and you've got a couple of kryptonites coming through the bay then you're hitting him for plus 20 in one hit
0: no wait a it's, for, it's not Kona Cold which was it da, 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 da. oh this is going to bug me now I've used it before myself uh, uh, um, Dimension Door, Dimension Door, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Dimension Door makes him unblockable, doesn't it? Yeah. But I think you were thinking of... Uh, I'll tell you what you were thinking of. Cloud Kill.
1: Cloud Kill. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to clear the field,
0: is not it? It does a damage to everything, and then everything that is damaged, I think they can't block unless your opponent pays one pays for well. each that was damaged. We are so slick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of combos with the fact that you're firing off with the Ultraman, loads of actions anyway, you can tailor it to do and Dan did to great effect to basically have this three-cost bolt that when linked in with Ultraman and the Kryptonite is suddenly this humongous behemoth smacking down and doing some serious damage and I mean, there's with all the one-cost actions, even without Ultraman, you could be looking to fire off quite a few in a turn, cubes just because that's not too overpowered already.
0: Uh, yeah, would you would you need him? <laughs> <laughs> i've just dealt you 23 damage but while we're on the subject i'm going to attack with <laughs> with this 8 8 dwarf wizard if that's okay yeah.
1: you would have to get your wooden roller out to top all the damage wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> just keep tapping it up that's one two three okay. Four, five, six, seven, eight,
1: nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your cowl's combat calculator would help you in that instance, I'm sure.
0: It most certainly would. <laughs> yeah, so clearly he's been overlooked because of the dice blanking version, the rare Paragon Zentarim. But yeah, there's something in that. There's something in a character that you can buff up. And, and we've seen lots of other characters prove uh, successful lately, or certainly popular, that, that buff up. But we're, uh, I don't know if people are looking at this one. In light, of, in light of the rare being more attractive. Yes,
1: and the rare is good. But then you've got Shriek, you know, and you've got Kryptonites and Cold Guns out there doing that kind of job already. So uh, maybe it's time for the greater harper to
0: mm. get his harp out. Yeah, for sure. Get your harp out. For the um, lads. Message of the day. Message of the day. Very good. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, my man. And so our third and final unsung hero, uh, although I'm not so sure this one is as unsung as the other two, maybe, <laughs> um, is Oracle. And to be fair, when we were discussing it in our, our pre-production meeting, otherwise known as the brief chat before we started recording, we this particular card, actually, we, we felt you could pick any one of the uh, other alternatives subtitles couldn't you but we have chosen one specifically and it's oracle that we're looking at here clearly the global oracle proved to be very popular and, and has remained popular actually for for some time by making globals more prohibitive uh however the one we we've taken a look at uh, and we think might be worth a closer inspection is the uh, the oracle clock tower surveillance which is a three cost mask, and the game text reads While Oracle is active, your opponent pays one energy more to purchase each die with a purchase cost of two or less. Why might that one have caught our eye, Andy? First thing that came to my mind was Guy Gardner mm. and Yuanti
1: maybe as well but the guy gun particularly i mean it's a three cost must so you could if you get second you could rip it in turn two so you can get it out pretty quickly although obviously guy rush teams do the same thing but if you manage to lamp that in the field anything that they've got to two cost is a three or a one cost is a two
0: yep absolutely yeah certainly the uanti situation because it's it is just each die it doesn't specify characters so you could it can impact Kryptonite purchases, it can impact Cosmic Cube purchases, it can impact Bat-Signal purchases.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought of that, of course. Yeah, any any one cost is now a two cost, and you're, you're half in the dirty anti-cube damage that's coming through.
0: Yeah, uh, so you might still have to take a punch on the t- on the chin, but it might just provide that bit of breathing room that you need to, to get by, you know. But e- even in spite of that, I think there's lots of two-cost cards around at the minute. The, when you just carve out the anti-cube combo doing the rounds and getting in people's faces um, w- one that springs to mind is Dum Dum Duggan you know a two cost that gets stronger for, for the sidekicks in the field I've seen him used for great effect he's a two cost at the minute I've just mentioned Kryptonite that that features quite heavily on a lot of teams Elf Thief Elf Thief indeed Ugh, Elf thief. personal favourite <sighs> stupid <sound. laughs> card. I mean seriously who plays with elf Thief anymore?
1: I know, right? I know. Old school till I know.
0: die. I know, serious man. Just c- can't I be allowed to keep a fist in my reserve pool in your go so I can nobby you for ten? You know, is that so unreasonable? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I don't think so. Um, anyway, back to the back to the point at hand. Yeah, get your hands off my energy. It's not the fact that you're taking my energy off me. Well, you know this. I've g- salted at you many times <laughs> about this. It's the fact that I'm giving you another energy to spend. Yeah, it's good. It, but then yeah. you just collected him in anyway. I could have collected it. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's one, one, one thing I've done to solve that problem. Anyway, what the hell are we talking about? Oracle. Oracle. Yeah, so... But- I think, she, um obviously the global one or the fielding cost one we've seen around on teams for a while. I don't know. Has anyone used her in the? I know that the. I've I've, I've even looked at them, but are they on? Is she on any of the recent team lists from the USWKOs that have taken place?
1: i have not seen her, to be honest. Not seen any version of her.
0: I'll go back and have a look. I, I did have a look at the lists. I, Isaac and Stuart have talked about the WKOs as well, and I haven't I haven't got around to listening to it yet. So somebody out there might have cottoned onto her long before us, but we, we think that yeah, she she certainly could be great for a bit of a UNT cube slowdown effect. But I think just generally, there's lots of one cost, two cost cards floating around that she can that she can get in the way of.
1: So. Yeah, she's definitely one to play around with. I mean, all of her versions. I mean, we said that she's an unsung hero because uh, Master Investigator, which was so popular last year and the year before, but um, you've got hacker which makes characters plus one to field apart from sidekicks and you've also got the internet interference one said that wrong where uh, you got to pay one to use an action die which did my head in when i was practicing the ultraman team for uh Nats (laughs) last year because it just completely shuts it down but is relatively useless against anything else against. so um yeah it was that that's a nasty one that came to the four for that. So all versions are, are pretty nasty, but I think that it might be time for Clock Tower surveillance to, to have it stay in the sunshine.
0: Does Oracle stop Ultraman from using the action dice?
1: Yeah. If you haven't got four energy, then uh, you can't kick off the whole uh, chain of events.
0: Has that been ruled on?
1: I think I heard Michaela said it, and that's pretty much been ruled on, isn't it?
0: Has it? Well, yeah, sure. Well, did Paul Kushner say it, I suppose, is the real question, and.
1: <laughs> he's too busy writing all the rules questions on the forum
0: isn't he for to he's is too busy writing articles about team builds I think for them but yeah I only say that because just a my casual night the other night I was playing a sidekick centric team and I was using the, the new PXG to get the sidekicks out in the field and uh, my opponent had one of the Civil War venoms you know the one that um, you have to pay one to field a sidekick Right. And we, we just looked into it because I, was, I wasn't too sure. I felt like I'd read something about that. And there was a ruling on, I think it was Star Labs, if I remember rightly. In fact, Paul Kushner was the one who I asked and he, gave, he pointed me to it. Um, <laughs> there was a ruling on Star Labs that said, if you've used the global to field the sidekick using Star <laughs> Labs, you can't be forced to pay the one fielding cost by the Venom. Oh, that's funny,
1: yeah. isn't it?
0: And by that logic, because you're not actually buying the action dice to use, it's the game text of Ultraman that's kicking it off, would Oracle stop you?
1: Yeah, no, they have ruled it. It's definitely on there, saying that you have to have enough energy to kick it off.
0: Right. So that's that's a bit contradictory then, isn't
1: it? It'll be there somewhere, I'm sure. Well, I know it is there somewhere. I remember reading up and being all swatted up and ready.
0: Well, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't disbelieve you. I just, it was just something that leapt into my head because only this week, it was just something that I looked into. Still beat him. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I, I paid, you know, for the, for the, I just consistently paid one to field those psychics all night long, which made my Jubilee like, you know, a bit difficult to use. In any case, Oracle. So check out the other oracles, but specifically we are recommending which one? Tower Signal? i <laughs> course
1: clock tower surveillance god we are on four.
0: we man. are on it yeah this is this is this is preparation 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 folks at its finest we are clearly the biggest deal in podcast preparation our pr- our production <laughs> second to <and> none <laughs> <laughs> oh dear and that was it that was the three that we wanted to talk about wasn't it my mum yeah yeah 3d Three will do for today. Yeah, three will do for today. But we might come back and revisit this. I think it might make for a nice sort of regular revisit, as we've done with other segment ideas. We'd certainly be very interested to hear if you guys have got any unsung heroes that you want to highlight. So if if there's a card where one of the rarities has a great game text, but has been overshadowed by one of the other rarities that is perhaps even more amazing or or has found a more meta place. Uh, I think sometimes we just get a bit locked in, don't we? When a good card sort of gets played a lot
1: yeah i think you divert your attention to it it's like i think there might be some other good kryptonites but i haven't got a clue what they say because if i think kryptonite i just put my hand on green death elf thief couldn't tell you what the others do because i'm going to use elf thief i'm going to use the one that really annoys you um <laughs> and, and similar like like bard for ages
0: bard yeah I, was, I couldn't have told you what any of the other bars do you, you mentioned yeah. ultra man i've got no idea what the other two ultra men do not a clue you think of
1: it and you put your hand on the one that's uh that does the business
0: yeah yeah and it just takes a few net deckers to do well doesn't it with with somebody else's list and you just sort of get get a bit kind of monomaniacal about a particular card oh nice word thanks mate although now that you've said oh nice word i've gone have i used that correctly
1: is it someone with a monocle being maniacal
0: here we go yeah i did use it correctly check me out i'm i amaze myself sometimes An inordinate or obsessive zeal or interest in a single thing, idea, subject, or the like.
1: Impressed by your language skills yet again. Boom. Check
0: me out. All right. uh, Yeah, so head on over to BritRoller6.com where the blog post entry that that uh advertises this particular podcast ep- episode head down to the comments and let us know if, if there's any other unsung heroes that that you would like to bring to our attention or share with the world or just track us down you know comment on one of our facebook posts or something and uh, maybe we'll revisit this idea but i think uh, there's three little gems that you guys well it could like i said before it could just be the little ingredient to take a team you're playing around with to a different place anything to add there andy yo uh, Andy's yawning, so that is our time <laughs> to so, wrap this up. <laughs>
1: let's go on to the next segment.
0: On to the next segment, indeed. All righty then, listeners. So, as I mentioned in the introduction, Andy's been in his little Q branch workshop and has rustled up a little bit of a quiz just for me today.
1: Have indeed I'm have indeed. We have done this one before, so it is a return of the language quiz.
0: Yes, Google Translate comes back. Love it. I, I enjoyed that one. In fact I smashed it last time.
1: You did. You did. So let's see how you'll do this time round. Now, because of our newfound Japanese listeners who need to get in touch and tell us who they are,
0: <laughs> I've,
1: I've done all of them in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have we? So I'm sorry again. Just to reiterate, we've been recording stuff out of sequence. Have we actually brought up the fact that we've got new Japanese listeners? Has that happened? In that has a, happened. Yeah. That was, that was last episode, was it? Yeah. I'm so confused. We need we need to record in order because <laughs> I can't handle it.
1: They've not got in touch yet, though.
0: <laughs> no, no, they've not got in touch. So we'll we'll see. So uh get in touch then Japanese listeners we've got a segment now especially for you I I'm sure you'll you'll enjoy every minute of Andy's carefully prepared fluent pronunciation Yep yeah, yeah it's, it's, get in touch hopefully
1: they'll they'll hear the the beauty of my uh, Japanese accent and the, they'll pop an email and let us know what they think of the show
0: Because this yeah. is dedicated
1: just to those eight people
0: Very good 10 Is it? I think it's 10 yeah they're spreading the word indeed they are right well so just like last time then you've taken the card text the english card text and run it through google translate you're going to read the translation and i have to guess what the card is
1: yeah that's right i had to run it through another one because it obviously came up in japanese which is which is all um lines and dots so i had to then (laughs) <laughs> um, put it through something that made it to kind of a phonetic, so I could read it. Yeah,
0: okay. Phonetic, cool. Yeah. What a, cool. What a politically correct episode we're putting together this week. <laughs> 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 All right, mate. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. I'm fighting fit, mad for it. Lay it on me.
1: Right. So there's four in Okay. Uh, and this is the first one. Right, here. This one's got quite a big clue at the beginning. So uh, let's see. This this is the leading you in because it didn't translate it for some reason. So, number one, a tune. Kono kuta ga akibu ma anata wa dai o shuyo yuri toki tashino puria matawa wa karakuta dani one ten no damage atiru. Iwate puria bado ka akatabuba Ma (laughs) anatake kono. I can't say that word, it's actually a swear word in the middle. (laughs) Kodo suru, a shinu to subete, no akabutu, karikuku, dezu, no atashi, no yoko, gatoriga sa remasu.
0: Right. Well, I'm just going to go with the most popular well-known attune <laughs> character that i can think of and go for you anti pureblood epic humanoid correct yes <laughs> yeah i mean there's plenty of other attune characters you could have you could have had a little red herring there for me
1: i could have done i thought it was an easy one to, to kind of lead you in and yeah. then see what happens the other one i didn't notice that there's the s word It right in the center of that um that translation i don't know how that got in there it must be Japanese for something else. Okay, cool. 1-0. Well, well done. Yes. Card number two. I'm ready. I'm not sure I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Bumu bumu. Ka akato ma anata wa kion akoshondai o shiru suku toko. Soria ati matawa karakatai ni tu den. No damage. O oh, atiro.
0: Um. Yeah. Okay. What? Just say the first two words again.
1: Boom o boom or gat
0: Boom boom So I'm going to say boom boom. And I think because there was like a whole thing about two damage in there, I'm going to go with uh, what's the common time time bomb. Correct. Yes. Maybe. Right. Yeah. The the. Boom Bumu, boomaga was Buma, I, I went straight for the straight for the boom boom. Yeah. Very good. Alright, right. yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. Mate.
1: Japanese. Obviously you're your hidden talent.
0: I've got many hidden talents.
1: That's true. Right,
0: car number three. Okay. Furudu
1: ni hari two. Mei no sabete no sintaku Oh, oh Eight no kariyaka dakakadu, O Erabu Shmiya Ga Atibudiru Ma Sono Kada no Tekesutu Global Abilities O Fukumu O Mushi Suru
0: I've got no idea. So I'm just gonna base my guess on the phrase global abilities in the middle there and say oracle master investigator oh
1: no it's shriek sonic beam
0: oh including global abilities yeah that sucks all right two
1: one how are you doing at home kids (laughs) (laughs) right the last one korekuta ga akuti burudui ma wantan ni wankai Anata wa koni inai tagioto no konoyo kosomo kara tu o haiki kingu satei wan o shataru koto ga tesamu shosaiti ba sono kuaikota wa rutubi one de shiburu suru tan shiburu ji matawa firo kara deka koto sono tezu Uh, Ono no kado ni modosu.
0: Right. Give me again. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. Okay. It's
1: got the S word in it again. Um, That's why I stumbled a little bit to make sure I didn't say it by accident. Um, So, kuru kuka, uh, kure kutaka Akin Baradu ma One tan ni one kai anakatawa wa Konia ina tagano no kono kosotokara Kosoto kara tu ohiata oh, kinga tu wa One Oh Shitaru ko disemasumu so tabai Sono karagatu wa Renubu one De shinubi suru Tan surija matawa.
0: So, I think I've got a guess. Well, I have got a guess.
1: Ooh.
0: And I'm, there's not really anything in the text. I'm just basing it on the length of text. <laughs> how much there is. And also because it's like my favourite card at the moment, I'm going to say the collector. Tanlevir Tivan.
1: How on earth did you get that?
0: <laughs> is that right? It is right, mate. Check me out.
1: <laughs> Woo. Did you manage to do 3-1 on a Japanese card
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, uh, honestly, that last one, I just thought, what, what can I think of that has got a massive amount of text on the card? And that was just the first thing that came to my mind, because... As you well know, I've been playing it a lot lately. So yeah, that, that's I just you just got to kind of pin you. I mean, boomu boomu, come on. Yeah, right. I might have given you that one. Boomu boomu, and then the first one uh, didn't translate a tune. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe you're giving me a little bit more credit than I deserve.
1: <laughs> maybe. But but my hope is that people are listening to this. And just as I was going through a massive wall of Japanese text, someone else walked into the room and just wondered what on earth they were listening to. <laughs> that is my hope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like just one of those really bad Rosetta Stone CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rosetta Stone bootlegs. <laughs> up at a red light.
1: With the windows down, <laughs> going
0: away. Bumu, bumu, Yeah, I'm, I'm just learning Japanese, is it, mate? <laughs> very good. <coughs> oh, I've laughed too much. I give myself a cough. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, that was some tremendous Japanese, there, mate. Thank you very I, much. I think you could be, you could be ready to emigrate over there. They're always looking for English teachers.
1: There we go. Yeah. I've seen myself more as an ambassador.
0: Yes, sure. Yeah. UK national champion, Dice Masters 2017. I'm, I'm here.
1: And English ambassador to the Japanese.
0: Yeah.
1: Ferrero Rocher and the parties. Yes. All looking good.
0: Yeah, I can see that. That's a good fit for you. That's a good fit for you. Just fluently conversing away over champagne in the embassy. Yeah. But, more, but more, Yes. Yes. Yeah well there we go folks so three i got three out of four there not bad uh let me know if you if you manage to nail all four if you managed to guess all four there from our google translate q branch quiz that's i don't think there's anything more to say on that one is there
1: i think we've said all we need to
0: we have indeed so on that note we'll wrap it up there all good things must come to an end and once again, this is the end of another Ministry of Dice podcast. I know no, that you guys... Uh, sorry, what was that? They forgot, forgot about me again. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's just... Chris, yeah. Andy, seriously, what do I have to do? Do I have to get Justin on my bit in order to get on your show?
1: Well, that would work, to be yeah, fair.
0: Can, can you do that? Do you...
1: <laughs> can you do that?
0: Do you know him? I mean, I might. I mean, if you could get Justin on. Is that what it's going to take? Well, no, no, of course not. I'm not saying that's what it would take. It's just now you've mentioned it, it would be, it you would know. Help. Yeah. You know. I mean, you know what time we get together to record and everything. You've got it in your diary and all that. So if you could send him an invite on Outlook or something, that'd be, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'll see what I can do. Okay. Uh thanks Anthony. So yeah folks, Anthony and Justin Ziran in the next episode. But in the meantime I've been Chris, aka True Mr Six. And I've been Andy, aka Vigo the Carpathian. <laughs> (laughs) He's so random. So before we go folks, we just wanted to pop a quick reminder out. We've got a competition running at the moment. Take a a listen to last week's episode for the details but we are essentially asking you to prepare an advert for your own Dice Masters product or content offering Uh, or even if you just want to make a random one for fun, feel free. Go ahead. (laughs) If it makes us laugh, there's a good chance we'll play it. The prizes are, well, in the first instance you'll get a play on the episode and And we have a Eric Lang signed Melinda May card and an Andy England original art iron fist for the lucky winner. Or if there's several of you involved, you'll have to, I don't know, duke it out over them or something in a Kirk Spock style battle royale somewhere. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, please don't forget about the competition. We've heard whispers that there's a few things in the works, so we're looking forward to, to seeing What's coming in on that front? Uh, in the meantime, we broadcast every two weeks, so we'll catch you in a fortnight on Monday. Ta ta for now. Bye bye bye.
1: Let's just not fight it. Let's
0: not fight it. Let's just lean into it.
1: Yeah.
0: Just lean into it, man. Yeah. Just lean into it. Yeah, there we go.